Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the very next episode of The Remedy with Tovacito and, and Janice Gant and Tom Bridwell. Well, welcome back, everyone. Yeah. To the very Good to see next you again. <laughs> episode. Uh, well, we're going to pick up where we left off. We'll get right into it. Um, last week, we talked about what is self-care. Uh-huh. Um, and what is not self-care. We learned that indulging in anything and everything you want is not self-care. Right, right. <laughs> Sorry. But actually taking care of yourself yes. is self-care. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, this whole series was sponsored by somebody anonymous. So thank you to our anonymous sponsor. Yes, thank you so much. Of, uh, of this one, um, of this three-week series. Uh, I think this is, like we talked about last week, just in time for the holidays, which yeah. a lot of people need to be reminded that taking care of yourself is really important. I think people find it much more difficult to eat well, exercise, not keep drink your financial, as much. Yes, keep financially in check, uh-huh. keep your alcohol in check. Yeah, It's kind of like... I mean, the average person gains, I think it's seven pounds between now and the end of the year. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that your pants won't zip. <laughs> pants will not zip. <laughs> so this series is certainly meant to inspire you to take care of yourself, yeah. um, especially during this season. So uh, we're going to pick up right where we left off. This week, we are focusing on what are the different types of self-care and also um, what are the barriers? What gets yeah. in the way? So um, we're going to start with the different types. So Janice, you want to start um, at the top there? Okay. There are various forms of self-care that involve different activities or actions. Each form is as important as the other and drives optimal health and well-being. The first one, physical health. Taking care of your physical health is a form of self-care. This could include getting the proper amount of exercise, eating a diet that is full of nutrients and whole foods, or engaging in relaxing activities that can help to manage stress levels. Physical self-care also involves getting enough sleep. So on a scale of 1 to 10, Janice, yes, how 10 is like the best that you could do in this department. Where do you think you land? I think that I th- I think that I'm pretty much pretty close to a 10. I would that's how I observe you. Yeah, I don't uh I mean every now and then I will allow myself to uh eat a piece of chocolate cake, but I don't do that very often. Mm-hmm. You know, so I really I I really do this. I really am kind of on top of this. Mm-hmm. That's how I definitely observe you. Yeah. What about you, Tom? Uh, I'm probably the opposite of that. <laughs> really? I pretty much daily eat things I shouldn't eat. <clears throat> and 
I probably I don't drink anymore very much, so that I've definitely curbed that. But uh, food is just something I'm not willing to sacrifice any of choices. I mean, I, I've, I'm I'm saying that, but it like <laughs> I'm better than I was, but I still eat things I shouldn't eat. Like to this today, I had potato soup for lunch that was from Eatsy's, and you know it's got cream and butter and cheese and bacon. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. And in my mind, I'm like, this is this is better than fried chicken, but <laughs> I mean, it was convenient, and I wanted it, so I did it. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I think that that I think it's probably really good for the average listener to hear, like. Because I don't think that most people live at a, at a ten, you know. I think yeah. that, I, right. I so I appreciate that you feel like that. That's something that you is an opportunity for improvement with you. Because I think most people fall somewhere a little bit less than a ten. Well, yeah. and I think that I think too that men, a lot of men are not quite as uh, aware of their food as women because we have been taught that we that you've, you've eaten enough yeah <laughs> yeah that's enough yeah that's enough just I would get stop slapped if i said that <laughs> yes you, you would <laughs> yes you would oh now, yeah tom did, has never said that i to did me. exercise I, I i had my tennis lesson this morning oh good for about 40 minutes and i'm going to be playing golf on friday I mean, I do. I, I have another tennis lesson on Thursday. I mean, like I do. I, I'm not just a bump on a log, so I can I can only imagine what I would look like if I didn't exercise. <laughs> well, you're busy. Yes, I mean, I'm you're always moving around. But yeah, and, that's and, what I was going to say. You don't really just sit around. No, and you know, October was my busiest month for running sound. I ran six different shows. So that's six Dang. times of loading the gear into the trailer, unloading it reloading it and unloading it yeah so that's that's a 24 lot four times of loading it which is basically like going to do weightlifting for 24 times oh my gosh I mean, were you those sore? speakers behind you guys you know yeah. those big speakers yeah. and the amplifiers underneath them yes i put the cases on there i load that into my trailer i load them onto stages i did it 24 times Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, in October. How long does it take you it to do It takes 90 minutes to load in and 90 minutes to load out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, that's I would not a, like that. That is a lot of <laughs> exercise. Lot. That's it why is. when I said I'm done for the year, I was like, <laughs> I need it. I need yeah. a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That I think I think physical health, you know that I before I went to college, I never exercised a day in my life. I mean, I didn't think about exercise ever. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I did not ever think about exercise. But And I started to exercise in college when my roommates and my friends, I just wanted to get, be with them. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I didn't even understand what could happen to my body. Did your mother exercise? Oh, she was an exercise because she she had kind of an eating disorder, yes. right? My yeah. mom was my mom was bulimic for my entire life, um, yeah. and and I just and she was always like eating cereal while we were eating dinner. But I, for some reason, my mom's as jacked up as her eating situation was. It really had did not affect me. Uh-huh. I was just like, well, that's her. 
That's mm-hmm. not me. Yeah. You know, oh, for sure. And thank God she never said anything unkind about me or yeah. my body. or. But I never struggled with my weight yeah. growing up. Yeah. And so I just never thought about it. But when I started to exercise, I could not believe how awesome it felt. I know. And um, so it's like I didn't do it because I needed to lose weight. I did it because that's what everybody else was doing. Mm-hmm. But then I just couldn't. And then when I started to do yoga, I could not believe how much my body changed. Like, Mm -hmm. you really can change your body. Yeah, yeah. And the benefits are outrageous. I I think I've said it on this podcast, but when I was hit by that truck, and like when I got all my tests back and the doctor came in to talk to Craig and I, he said, he asked me, what do you do? And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, how do, what do you do to take care of yourself? And I said, well, I do yoga. I do, I, I walk, you know, I try to eat well. And he said, your yoga saved your life. Wow. And I was like, seriously? And he was like, the only time we see these types of injuries on people is when they're dead. And he was like, the fact that you have injured yourself to the capacity that you have and you're not dead is nothing short of a miracle. And he's like, it's your strength. Because if you think about it, a GMC truck hit me going 50 miles per hour. Yeah, I know it. It's unbelievable. And I'm not that big. Yeah. You know, (laughs) and and yet I withstood it. And so it had to have been my strength. Well, and I think that, and I think that that's really important. And if you're not doing yoga, I don't do yoga, Mm -hmm. but I do weights. You do something. Three or four times Mm -hmm. a week. Mm -hmm. And so to keep my muscles Mm -hmm. strong, strong, Mm -hmm. because it does help. And I think that that's, that's really, really important. Yeah. It's obviously really, really, really important. So um, I could not say enough about how important this is. Um, Okay, mental health. Mental self-care is designed to drive a healthy mind by practicing brain-stimulating activities and healthy mental behaviors. When it comes to mental mental health, self-care is crucial for recovery from mental health disorders, being able to self-manage mental health disorders while undergoing treatments, and encouraging those with mental health disorders to seek help when they need it. While no two people are the same, there are some strategies that people with mental disorders can use to practice self-care. They include participating in creative activities they enjoy, exercising, practicing spirituality, getting a job or furthering education, and seeking help from a professional. I know you and I are both really big on taking care of your brain, taking care of your mind. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that I've done for several years is do Spanish. I have a Spanish thing, and and I try to do that every day for 30 minutes to an hour. And uh, and that— that has helped me that I can tell that my I can it's like I can feel my brain working, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's that's good, you know, and I think that reading is a really God, good thing you. to do. Mm-hmm. And I also think that when when people if people have like a like any sort of a like depressive disorder or or 
any sort of self-loathing disorder mm-hmm. and that they they do some work around that to fix that mm-hmm. because we can greatly influence our brains. Mm-hmm. And one of the things are, is releasing neurotransmitters, and that's doing things that's fun, dancing, walking, riding your bike, doing yoga if you mm-hmm. love it, you know. And Tennis, golfing. T- yeah, all of it. All of it. Mm-hmm. Of it. Mm-hmm. Singing, mm-hmm. dancing around the house, mm-hmm. you know. So it really does keep those neurotransmitters flooding the brain, and that's one of the things that keeps the brain's so flexible. Mm-hmm. So, Well, just like we talked about last week, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to dread this. Like, no. find what you enjoy. Yeah. You know, crossword puzzles, Wordle, like, yeah. all, find, I hate crossword puzzles, but other people really enjoy them. And so, yeah. just finding stimulating activities that really that you enjoy there i promise you there's something oh yeah for speaking sure of games what'd you say speaking of games yeah yes have you guys played connections no i've got to show you this game you are going to love it it's amazing uh, is it Ever, like you know, a board game well no it's like a phone game kind of like wordle it's from the new york times just oh. like wordle i'm sure you've heard of that yeah, oh yeah. i love wordle yeah. it's a really quick just one word you're trying to guess it takes like five minutes most of the time, sometimes less. But this connections game is uh, similar. It, there's 16 words, and you try to group four of the words into four categories. And it is the coolest game. I'll show it to you after the podcast. Oh, I'm so good. glad you told You're us about this. It. It's too. one of those games that takes like two minutes sometimes or 10 minutes, but so fun every day. Oh, my gosh. It's Hot less diggity. than a year old. We, we, it actually it started the week we went on our boat trip and our family started playing it i remember you saying that from week one we and we've still been doing it so is it a is it an app no it's a page on the new york times so you can uh, just google it yeah so you Mm -hmm. can just put it as like a bookmark Mm -hmm. in your uh web browser uh-huh, and just uh-huh. check it every day and it updates every day oh. and so is it a game that you play with other people no okay it's they give you it's there's 16 there's like a square on the screen and there's 16 words one of the words in each of the 16 boxes and you're trying to four of these words go together so there's four categories and you're trying to pick four words that go together and then once you get that category now there's 12 words left and four more will go together, and four more until you get all four categories with the four words. But there's trick words because the English language, as you know, one word can have four meanings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. so there's like they're trying to trick you into picking, mm. like there might be five that five words fit together. So you got to figure out which one of them they're trying to trick you into thinking is part of the four word category. It's, it's, if so you, that's if you the saw connection. what I'm talking about. I know it sounds kind of confusing, but. If you when you see it, you'll it'll just make sense immediately, and it is really fun. That okay. sounds awesome. Yeah, <clears throat> let's show us everyone. when we finish. Okay, yeah, New York Times. Thank yeah. you, thank good. you. In your brain. Yeah, <laughs> good, good. Okay, you want to read about relationships? Uh let's see. Did we talk about practicing spirituality? Um, no, we just did physical health, mental health, and then relationships is next. I'll read it. Okay. Okay. It says having healthy relationships is a form of self-care all its own. 
Research has shown that different forms of relationships, whether they be romantic, platonic, or familial, can all benefit overall health and well-being. When looking at married couples specifically, studies have found that they are more likely to be in good physical and mental health than unmarried counterparts. Married couples are also less likely to become ill or die of certain health conditions such as cancer, heart attacks, or surgery. That is so interesting. Isn't it? Good social relationships are also tied to better overall health. And studies have found that having a good network of friends can improve a person's physical and mental health significantly. When people lack platonic relationships, they are more likely to be subject to psychological distress and engage in unhealthy behaviors. Finally, having strong familial relationships is also a form of self-care because of the way it can drive good health. For example, having a good family support system when dealing with a chronic illness has been associated with better disease outcomes. This makes total sense to me. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that really affects people uh, physically and emotionally and mentally is the absence of connection. Mm -hmm. And loneliness Mm -hmm. is a kicker because you just once people get in that spiral and start to go down that it's hard for them to pull themselves out of that and so one of the things that I suggest to clients if they are having some depression and and isolation that comes along (coughs) with that is to figure out one place to volunteer mm-hmm. one day a week. That's so good. And it, like read to children or go to West Dallas. They're always looking for volunteers in, in different organizations. And it really does make a difference. So if you are, if you're not in, and then people who are not in a significant relationship, significant other relationship, then they can feel really lonely. But that's not the be all end all, because if you're not in a good relationship, Mm. that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So seek, seek stimulation from other people if you need that, because it will make such a difference. Oh, I, th- I think this is, if I did not have the connections and the, the relationships with, with Craig, we have such a healthy, beautiful relationship with my family. I have beautiful relationship with my family and with Craig's family, with my children. And then I have the best group of friends. I mean, it is, it makes all the difference in the world. I, I, and I think that if I didn't have those connections, it would be, I would drown. Yeah. I would, the mental state that I would be in would be horrible. And so if you don't already have that, Try to seek it out. Mm-hmm. If you go to church, mm-hmm. do a Bible study and, mm-hmm. and meet with people or teach mm-hmm. Sunday school, mm-hmm. teach little kids and then mm-hmm. have their meet their parents or just anything that you can do to help you Put socialize a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just have to socialize. If you don't, you really it does a number. Yeah. So seek it out. It would do a awful number on me. I know. I mean, one of the things that I always say when I, 
when I uh, marry someone is, I mean, it's, it's biblical. You know, God said it is not good for man to be alone. It's, it's not right. It's not good for any of us. And, and that's why he created all of us. So we could engage and have connection. Mm -hmm. It's vital. It is. It really is. Okay. So let's talk about what are some of the barriers to self-care? What types of things get in the way? Um, of us taking good care of ourselves, um, the article says while self care may seem straightforward and easy, there are many barriers that could limit or prevent someone from practicing it on a regular basis. Some such barriers to self care can include. Uh, you want to read that first one? Uh, go ahead, because okay. I can't find the thing. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's the part where it says what are the barriers. To self-care. Okay. Yes. So it's the first one, and I can totally see why this would take a toll, is low self-worth. Yes. Yes. According to research, people overly critical of themselves or those with a low sense of self-worth often avoid self-care or do not see it as a priority. Yes. Yes. If you don't think high, if you don't think highly of yourself, you're not going to put any much effort in trying to make that better. Isn't that sad? Yeah, it's really sad. That there are people who think so poorly of themselves that they don't really believe that they're worth investing in. Yeah. Yeah. It'd so be terrible. If somebody came to you and felt like that, how would you help them get out of it? Well, first of all, I would tell them that they are valuable just because they breathe the air. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that makes us valuable. And then I would really talk to them about what brings them joy. Mm -hmm. If if whatever it is to take that, mm -hmm. recognize it and build upon it, mm -hmm. even if you start very, very slowly, mm -hmm. because low self-worth is going to be accompanied with depression. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, some, a lot of times people need to get on some medicine mm -hmm. for depression because they just don't value themselves mm. and it will help. It really will. Oh yes. Yeah. Medicine helps. It does. <laughs> if you it, need medicine, take it. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, it really, really helps, and and medicine can help you get out. Oh, of yes, that rut of thinking that you're not yeah. worth it. One of the things that I did, it, my children still laugh about it, is the walk. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. The me walk mm -hmm. that I would take, and I would start with the letter A, mm -hmm. and I would walk and come up with an adjective that started with every letter of the app of the alphabet. That was about me, mm -hmm. you know, so A, I like my attitude, mm -hmm. you know, B, I like my blue eyes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I and it really helped me because it helped me form a real positive relationship with myself, mm -hmm. because after my divorce, I felt a, a lot of like inadequacy because the marriage didn't work, sure. you know. So anyway, so that was that helped. I love that. I love the me walk. The me walk. Yeah. People have, have shared with me how much that's meant to them. Good. Mm -hmm. Good. Mm -hmm. Good. Okay. Why don't you take the next one? Okay. Feeling guilty. Feeling guilty. 
Putting others first is common for many people, especially those with children or those who are used to taking care of people because of their life or work situation. When they are tasked with taking care of themselves, there is an air of guilt because they feel as though they are being selfish. I have experienced this. I have seen so many other people experience this, especially moms. Mm-hmm. It's like if moms aren't at the event or moms are out with the girls or they take a girl's trip or there's just a lot of guilt in self-care for moms. There's just they just feel guilty. Yeah. Missing yeah. something or being away or not being what they deem is perfect. And yeah. there's, you know, when several years ago, I, I, I talk about this in uh, Prince Charming, which, by the way, is uh, is available on audio. I love that. So you can go to uh, Amazon or what's the, what's the other one? I don't know. I, I don't know. Get Audible. My stuff on. Oh, just Audible. Audible, Audible okay. and Amazon. Um, and... And there was a Dallas Cowboy football player that used to say, I love me some me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I Terrell Owens. Yeah, Terrell <laughs> Owens, yes. And so I remember when he said that, I I thought that was so selfish. And then I started saying that about myself. I love me some me, and here's why. And I would come up with something. And that's really, it, that would be a great mantra for anybody that has low self-worth, mm-hmm. is to start loving them some me. Mm-hmm. I love me some me. Because he used to say it. Do you remember hearing him say that, Tom? Oh, yeah. There's the, you could find that on the internet. He's It's very emphatic. I loves me some me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good Very invitation. Funny. That's really good. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> well, I think feeling guilty is very common yeah. and yet very unnecessary. Yeah. And I think it's very powerful for my children to watch me take care of myself. Absolutely. That's where they learn it. Mm-hmm. And you know, the thing about the thing about guilt is if you're acting outside of your value system, then guilt is a very valuable sure. thing for us because it'll check us. Mm-hmm. But you got to stop and look at it. So am I feeling guilty because I ate uh, the last pizza, piece of pizza and then my child came in and said, is there any pizza left? You know, so you just it's not about dying. Mm-hmm. It's about mm-hmm. having if you if you are. You know, if you steal something and that's not in your value system, then you should feel guilty because mm-hmm. it's like a warning sign. Stop, stop, stop. Mm-hmm. But taking care of yourself it should not be accompanied with guilt. No, I I totally agree. Yep. Um, okay, you want to read that next one? Yeah. Time constraints? Time constraints. Life gets busy and practicing self-care is often put on the bottom of the priority list when things that are seemingly more important are still left unfinished. I think a lot of people struggle with this. I know. I know. But it it really you, it really is important that you you make time mm-hmm. for yourself. I also think it's an excuse. Mm-hmm. I mean, because people do make time for things that are important to them. 
Mm-hmm. I understand when when couples have three young children and they're you know they're up at six thirty and they're you know doing dishes at eight thirty because they just got everybody to bed and they're exhausted and they've worked all day and there's a reality to it, but you know I remember when my kids were young and and Topher and I were married. I mean we just took turns a lot. You know yeah. we we couldn't do as much together. But exercising was still important to me and exercising was still important to him. So we just, we had to, we had to divide and conquer a lot, which, which then, you know, then you have to make time for date night because you got to connect with each other and all, but it is, it is a balance and it is a juggle and I get all of that, but it's, it's a, it's so important that you do it. Yeah. You have to take care of yourself. You have to. You do. Um, okay, making change isn't easy is the next one. To adopt self-care practices, you all have to make some changes to your life. This is not an easy thing to do. No, it's not. Start simple. Keep it simple. And start one, one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. And then you can add another. Maybe you do one thing every mm-hmm. week. And then you add on to that. Mm-hmm. And then, but, you know, in no time, you are doing four to 12 things a week mm-hmm. to help yourself. I think that's such good advice because people don't start because it feels too overwhelming. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's just too much. Yeah. We'll I do d- one can't thing. do that right now. One thing. Mm-hmm. One yeah. small, yeah. itsy bitsy thing to make a difference. Yeah. And then see the benefit of that. And then you'll want to do the next simple little thing. Yeah. And then it gets easier mm-hmm. because it becomes a habit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like brushing your teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an option for some people. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely an option oh, for some people. That's so sad. <laughs> okay, a lack of understanding. Why don't you read that one? Many people see self-care as frivolous spending as frivolous spending or the like. However, that is not the case. If people don't understand the best and most beneficial forms of self-care, they are less likely to practice them regularly so so people who don't give this a lot of credit don't understand the benefits essentially yes yes uh, yes if once you get doing the ben- it mm-hmm. and you think it's stupid or you think it's frivolous then and th- so that's the reason you do it it's just because you don't understand how important it actually and, is and it just fake it fake it till you make <laughs> it because eventually you'll be like wow that's really made a difference. Yes. You know, I never understood how important that would be for me. I know. Or yeah. how beneficial it would be for me. Exactly. And then when you start to see and understand the benefits, then it does give the yeah. credibility to it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Workplace cult- culture surrounding self-care. In some workplaces, there is a stigma surrounding self-care as if practicing it some is somehow selfish. While that is not the case, it often leads people to see self-care as a stressor because of the way it is viewed by their colleagues. Get out of that place. <laughs> well, and wow. and you know, if you if it's hard for you to see the benefits of self-care, then try something different. You know, not it's it not the same thing is not good for everybody or is not going to be enjoyable for everybody. Mm-hmm. So keep looking mm-hmm. because you 
it's if people 90% of the population probably does not have a plan for self-care. Mm-hmm. And so you might be surrounded by people in workplaces who just mm-hmm. work think it's okay to work 12 hours a day or mm-hmm. expect it. You know, or think that you going to work out at lunch is a like you should be here working. Yeah. Give you a hard time about that. Yeah. Or running out to get something healthy instead of eating the shit food in the cafeteria. Right. You know? Yeah. It yeah. does it if we're just being very honest and transparent, it does take planning, effort, money. I mean Yeah. Uh time. You know, it just takes things that oftentimes we think we don't have. Yeah. And then once you get used to it, it becomes a habit and mm-hmm. it's easy. Mm-hmm. It's part of you. Yeah. It is. It becomes your lifestyle yeah. like we talked about. Yeah. Uh, a lack of planning. You want to grab Most that Most people practice self-care only when it is necessary, which leads to less effective self-care activities. Only when it's necessary, which leads to less of it. Like so. maybe if somebody has to do stretching because they've had an injury mm. or something like that. So if, do it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's not, even if you don't need it, you don't see a specific need, mm-hmm. go ahead and do it. Implement some of these things, mm-hmm. and soon you'll find that now it's just kind of you. It's kind of part of who you are. Before the doctor tells you you have to because yeah, you just had a heart attack or yeah. you have diabetes now because you haven't been taking care of yourself for way too long. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't want any of that news. No, no. Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. So I do think that barriers are real. I'm not discounting the fact that this does take time, effort, planning, yeah. all the things. But I, I, to your point, I think that people who use those things as excuses, maybe the best one in here was they don't understand the benefits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so if you could just trust Janice and I that at some point you will begin to see the even if it's just a, you have a little bit more energy or you're sleeping a little bit better yeah. or you lose a couple of pounds or you're you're feeling happier mm-hmm. and you're having more fun or you want more sex yeah i mean this affects everything yeah it really affects everything so i'm a huge fan of it i think this is an incredible series and i just hope that you take some of these and just do one little thing. Yeah. Just one little thing. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Kiss it. Yeah. Keep it keep simple. Silly. silly. Right? Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, I remember that from yeah. back in the day. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope that you found this to be incredibly beneficial. It was good little reminders for me yeah, as well. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And that you have an amazing week. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Oh.